Welcome to the second edition of our Top 11 Podcast. This is a offshoot of the Goldcast family. We are going to be, uh, these episodes will consist of us focusing on Top 11s of any subject. So it won't just be sports. We're going to go movies, music. I mean, all different types of pop culture genres will be in our Top 11 Podcast this week. We are going to continue our Bay Area run with the top 11 Bay Area sports teams of all time. And as we, uh, we, we I want to talk a little bit more about it, but, but first let's get through the formalities. Raymond, why don't you let them know where can they find us? You can find us on facebook.com slash the goldcast, and you can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore goldcast, and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all <laughs> under the same moniker of The Goldcast. Like, subscribe, and comment. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram. However, if you want to be a part of the general discussion, YouTube is the best platform for that and also notifies you when we go live with new episodes. Boom. And Canastickle, why don't you let them know where they can reach out to us directly for the Top 11 podcast? Well, we have it uh, very easy to find on Twitter at Top11Podcast, Top11Podcast, and go there and submit your entries for the different topics, and go ahead and reply to the most recent tweet uh, for the greatest Bay Area teams. There it is. All right. And then, Raymond, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at RaySolis, and I'm on Instagram at RaySolis1. And you can find me on Instagram at Rudy Solis3, R-U-D-Y-S-O-L-I-S-3, and on Twitter at Rudy Solis3RD. Candlestick Will, where can they find you? They can find me at Twitter at Candlestick Will. Boom. All right. Here we go. We're going to get into it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay all the rules out, everything for how our Top 11 podcast works after what is without question the greatest podcast intro in the game the goldcast intro let's go san francisco are you ready this is the goldcast boom welcome to another edition of the top 11 podcast i'm your host rudy Sousa the third and with me is my brother my co-host Raymond Solis the first baby. And our esteemed co-host. Candle, stick, will. Boom. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how the top eleven podcast works. So the the there's there's a couple of real basic, simple, simple rules. Okay. Number one, we have not revealed our lists to each other. So this top eleven Bay Area sports teams of all time, none of us know what the other one has chosen. As far as the requirements for this list. Candlestick will set the requirements for this as being none. We could have, we could choose any, and any, any reason for this team being in our top eleven sport Bay Area sports teams of all time. The way we're gonna go through is we're gonna start. We go eleven through eight, right, guys? There's a eleven through eight. Eleven through eight. Seven through four, and then honorable mentions. And then our top final three greatest top 11 
Bay Area sports teams of all time. Okay, so uh, the 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 only other thing um, I think that's that's pretty much all the rules, right? That's everything. That's pretty much everything. Awesome. All right. So now let's start, Raymond. I want you to start first with just an a general overview of what you were looking for when you were deciding what teams were going to be on your top 11 and then I'll say mine and then candlestick will you'll say yours. So what was your overall requirements without giving us the list first? What were you deciding? What, what was the criteria a team had to meet to make your top 11 Ray? Well, similar to our last top 11 podcast, which was the greatest 49ers of all time, the greatest 11 championships really paid played a huge factor in the order and who I would include in the the final list and so that's kind of was the big motivating anchor that I used to pick the teams mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's pretty much it I didn't, I didn't really think I didn't really look at anything else there was some anything like honorable mentions I looked at I, I just looked at kind of season performance and I didn't take championship into account because everyone that is in my honorable mention, you know, to give you a little hint here, you know, wasn't involved in a championship. So, so can I, can it, is it fair to say that every team in your top 11 has won a championship? No. Ooh. Okay. Okay. For me, I will see. Winning, winning wasn't winning wasn't the um, the only criteria. So it was either winning or. All right. So for me, I kept it really simple, and I, in order to make my top eleven, you had to have won a championship. So that was my one requirement. My one requirement was the season had to end in a ring. That was my that was my that was the one requirement I had. I just gave that. So if you didn't win a ring. It was, you were not on my top 11 Bay Area sports teams of all time. What about you, Candlestick Will? What was your criteria when developing your list? Well, I ended up making, I mean, once I kind of went through all the different teams that were worthy of consideration, I realized it was a lot easier if I kind of lumped, you know, mini, mini dynasty, mini group of teams, you know, two, three years of a team uh, together. So, of so just looking at the list based on the question you just asked my 11 the 11th best team is didn't win a ring but the other 10 have at least one ring nice okay there you go i yeah i don't i don't want to say anything further on mine as far as that that kind of thing but why don't we start raymond you you usually are lead bat on this give us your 11 through 8 Yes, so number 11 for me starts off with the San Francisco Giants from 2002 that went to the World Series but lost to the Anaheim Angels in seven games. They had a season record of 95-66. and But I chose them because, A, they got to a championship. It was the only championship that Barry Bonds would appear in. And that, you know, bears some significance on its own given the gravity of his career. So I felt it at least necessary to throw him in the mix somewhere in there because I, because you know, the, the eighties and nineties teams were, were good. They didn't have long stretches of success like the, the latter group, the most recent group, but um, they did get mentioned in that regard. 
Number 10 for me was the the 2012 49ers that went to the Super Bowl and lost against the 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 Baltimore Ravens 34 to 31. They finished that season with an 11-4 and and one tie in that season. And then number 9 for me is actually the uh who is it the uh this this is going to be a little people might have a, a debate about this but i put the san francisco 49ers from 2011 to 2013 that went to three straight nfc championship games including a Super Bowl, but I put them in there because it's a it was a it was a stretch. So I do have one lone team there, but they get mentioned twice in this regard. But it was a it was a stretch of three years of three straight NFC Championship games that I threw in there because it was such a powerhouse of a team that came out of nowhere. From you know we were in the bottom of the barrel with lots of talent, but not being able to really find the coach to bridge it all together. And Jim Harbaugh came out of nowhere and really kind of brought us to prominence overnight. Um, and that was a big deal for all of us watching because, you know, he came from, I think he came from Stanford at the time. And so there was all of these comparisons, you know, from Bill Walsh coming from Stanford at the time, although Bill Walsh had, you know, back to back two and 14 seasons before he really started to turn things around. And Jim Harbaugh really came out of the gate swinging, uh, which is very, very symbolic of his personality. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Number uh, so that's that was my that group and that was those are some last minute changes too. I actually had that team higher up, but I decided that they belonged in the early group because the early group is the non winning group, with the exception of my number eight team. So my number eight team, and this is this is really difficult to say, but this is uh, the 1976 Oakland Raiders that won the Super Bowl, and they won it with. Uh, Kenny Stabler. They had a record of 13 and 1 that year. And I put him in there because they won it and we had to look at teams that won and we were we were considering teams uh, all over the across the bay area professional teams not to you know I think we we had some brief discussions about college and and other levels but uh, not everybody's well versed in those categories. So to keep it simple um, we kept it here, and and they of course won against the Philadelphia Eagles, twenty-seven to ten. It was a, a very dominant performance, um, and uh, and so yeah, so that's my number eight. So to read them off again, just in just so so everyone's clear, I picked the uh, the two thousand twelve San Francisco Giants, the two thousand twelve San Francisco Forty Niners. The 2011 through 2013 San Francisco 49ers and the 1976 Oakland Raiders. You just you just said a different Giants team. Did you mean oh. the 2002 Giants? Sorry, yes, 2002 Giants. Yeah, that's uh, that was probably the hardest part for me was having to go across the pond to Oakland and decide that uh, obviously the I as a San Francisco born and bred native. I don't like Oakland teams. Uh, the A's are probably the one team that I think many people will pr- proudly and gladly root for, the A's and the Giants. Unfortunately, uh, I do not fall in that category. I don't really like the A's. I've never liked, never really cared for the A's. I've tried. 
I've tried to watch the A's. I've, I've, I made a, I made a run at it, I think in 2012 or 2013. And, but within the first two weeks, I just couldn't do it. I was like, I, I hate this team. I just hated them because I was watching them. I don't hate them. I actually do not hate the A's. I don't have any, I actually think that the, the coolest, the nicest, coolest uniforms in all of sports. They're my, it's my favorite uniform in all of sports is that green and yellow. It's just so clean. It doesn't look the same on the, on the Packers. It, it's a slightly different yellow. And I just, I don't know, I think the A's had the coolest, the coolest hats, coolest uniforms, I'll give them that, but that was probably the toughest part for me, was having to go across the pond. I also, uh, I have to ask Candlestick Will, because I, I already know where you're going to lean, Ray, because I'm pretty confident in this. I only went with the top three sports. I went MLB, NBA, NFL. I did not include NHL. Did you include NHL, Candlestick Will? Any Sharks uh, teams make it? I have uh, I have a sharks I have a sharks thing in my honorable mentions. Okay, that's cool. But none in the top eleven. We all stuck to the main three. Okay, just checking. If the sharks had won a Stanley Cup, I probably would have put them in somewhere. That probably would have been my eleven. All right, so let me go through mine. So my number eleven, as I said, my my one requirement was that you had to have won a championship to make it to Rudy's top eleven. And my number 11 was the 2012 Giants, record of 94 and 68. This is uh, the one in the middle of the dynasty. I think the one that probably uh, sometimes is the forgotten one of the two, of the three, even though it's the one where we swept the Tigers, like absolutely just destroyed them and uh, just ripped them, ripped them to shreds. It was the first NL sweep since the Reds in 1990 and the first team from the National League to sweep someone since like the 60s that wasn't named the Reds. As we said, we swept the, we swept the Tigers, but on the way to it, we also got to defeat the 2011 champs, the St. Louis Cardinals, and that was pretty awesome. Great run. Really enjoyed the 2012 Giants. Number 10 on my list was the 1984 49ers. This was the second championship. This was the 15-1 and season, and we defeated... Dan Marino and the Dolphins, his one and only appearance. And everyone was so sure that the 49ers were going to lose to the Dan Marino-led Miami Dolphins. I think it was his second year uh, as a Dolphin, and we kicked their ass. So that was, that's that. Number nine is the 2014 Giants, the classic seven-game series against the Royals, my personal favorite World Series of all time. Madison Bumgarner delivering the greatest single performance in World Series history. Uh, I put that at number nine. Number eight is the 2015 Golden State Warriors. The first ring in 40 years. Interesting. Yes, I put them at number eight. Our lists are going to be vastly different. They're going to be really different. I told you they're going to be <laughs> they're really different. They're already really different. So different. The second I said, well, I, I included teams that have rings. that They could only have rings. I was like, these are going to be really different. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 2012 Giants, 1984 49ers, 2014 Giants, 2015 Golden State Warriors. That uh, the first ring in 40 years. That was the uh, that was the one. All right, Candlestick Will, you're next. All right, so my number 11 is the 1993 Giants. 103 wins and created the wild card because they won so many games. Number 10 is the 1988 through 1990 Oakland A's. Three World Series appearances in a row, one championship. 
Number nine is the 1974-75 and 75-76 Golden State Warriors. They uh, won only 48 games in 74-75, but they won the championship, and they won 59 games the very next season uh, and could have easily won a second championship. And for number eight, I have the 1992 through 1994 San Francisco 49ers that could have easily won three straight Super Bowls, finally beat the Cowboys in 94, and won the Super Bowl in 94. Boom, I know. So you, I know, and you, you mentioned this before, too. You were kind of lumping categories of teams. And I, even though that's actually probably why the 14 and the 12 Giants for me are so high, because they're essentially the same team. The performances and the roads to get there were just so completely different. That's why I separated them. I do have, I have lumped eras together later on in this list, but not on the first one. And that's actually why I separated the 12 and the 14, even though they're really similar teams. The fact that they were a year apart and Bumgarner's dominance in 14, we basically were on the back of Bumgarner. And in 12, we still had uh, Kane and then Zito, Zito with the big, the big for once, finally earning that, that giant paycheck and, and really coming through against uh was the was i think it was the reds in the in the in the wild card am i right for right? 20 for 2012 for 2012 yeah yes yeah it was a red now raymond i want to go to yours so you included the 2011 as one but then the 2012 is one 2012 is one and and then 2010 through 12 as a at 13 is another one Am I right? Yeah, because the yeah, because I included them because it was a, a lone Super Bowl appearance, and that in my in my book, based on my you know personal criteria, uh, personal criteria, yeah, I decided that they needed to be on the list, and but then at the same time, I didn't want to dismiss three straight NFC championships because that's really difficult to do. And only a few teams have done that multiple times. We've, we've done it a bunch. <laughs> yeah, because the Niners are great. Yeah. So it, it was a great feat to to uh, that I couldn't ignore. So I had to put it in there somehow. But I had them higher on the list, and I decided to move them down because other teams have accomplished more. And so I wanted to give give the credit. You know, make sure the edit the or the make sure the order was representative of the the criteria that I was putting. And I also would like to make a correction. So. The 1976 Raiders beat the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl with uh, Kenny Stabler as a score of 32 to 14, not the Philadelphia Eagles, which was the the next Super Bowl that they would win. Were they in God. Los Angeles? They were in Los Angeles, though, weren't they? Or was that still Oakland? Um, the first, the 76 76 was, was Oakland. Was Oakland? But was the the I was I was asking about the Eagles one. The Eagles was Oakland, and then the the last one they won in '83 was LA. Yeah, so that yeah, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't include them winning in uh, those. Those the, the Eagles won in '80, in '80, and then the um, Redskins in '83 because that was both Los Angeles. '80 was Los Angeles too. I believe so. I can double check. Yeah, I knew, I knew the, I knew the, the the '84 one. The '80s one, according to Pro Football, oh no, it was Oakland. Oakland. Oh, it was Oakland. Okay. All, All right. right. I'll, I'll add that to my honorable mention then. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, including the Raiders was tough. See, this is part of why this is a, you know, this are your own biases come in. And, you know, when we're doing a Bay Area sports team, I'm going to be fair, but it, it's hard to include the Raiders. Also because they've left so many times. Giants have not left since being here. Warriors moved from Oakland, San Francisco to Oakland, but back to San Francisco. So since I'm from San Francisco, I'm okay with that. And uh, the Giants have never moved since being here. The Niners have been here from the get. The Warriors have not really moved. They've been a, and they've always been marketed as a Bay Area team. They're not ever since changing the moniker to Golden State Warriors. They are no longer. You know, that's it's the one team we all rally it for. And I think and in, that's great. And in case those comments come in, the the 49ers moved their stadium, but they did not change cities. There's a difference there. Many professional sports teams do not play in the city that uh, is part of their their team name yeah the city they represent is not necessarily the city the city that they play in the giants and jets don't even play in the right state so you know here you go exactly (laughs) all right raymond let's go seven through four so seven was the 1975 Golden State Warriors that won against the Washington Bullets and actually swept them four to nothing. They finished the regular season with a 48 and 34 record, so I have them at number seven. Number six is the Jim Plunkett era Raiders. The 1980 and 1983 championship teams led by Jim Plunkett, they were 23 and nine combined over those two seasons. The first one in 1980 was the Philadelphia one I previously mentioned by mistake, which they won 27 to 10. And then they moved to Los Angeles within a couple years and beat the Washington Redskins 38 to 9. So all three of their championships were pretty, pretty convincing wins. They were, it was never, a, there was never any doubt um, by, by these contests, especially when you look at the scoring by quarter. And then number five on my list is the 1988-19 through 1990 Oakland Athletics, who posted a combined record of 306 wins, 180 losses, which is pretty darn impressive, which really kind of makes you, as, as an A's fan, which I am, I'm a little disappointed that they were only able to come out with one championship. And some two of those, the first, they... they they lost in 1988 to the LA Dodgers 4 to 1 which is the has the amazing Oral Horsheiser game which is impressive even if you can't stand the Dodgers I did like Oral Horsheiser though. And of course the famous earthquake series in 1989 where the Athletics swept the Giants 4 to nothing uh, only to get swept again in the following year by the Cincinnati Reds in 1990. So an impressive run there cuz it's really difficult to win three straight championships in baseball only a couple teams have done it since the 70s it's it's really hard to do in any franchise not that's not the nba yeah so it's 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 really difficult so i had to put them in there because that was just a uh just a, a tremendously awesome team and i was a big i liked the a's and the giants back then as a kid but i liked more players on the a's because a they were going to more championships and they had more exciting players back then uh, although I, I do, Will Clark was still my favorite player back then, but I was a big McGuire and Conseco and Ricky Henderson fan. And of course, uh, Dennis Eckersley. They just had so many names that I, I just, I had their baseball cards. I had everything. So they're there at number five. So just to recap. Well, who's number, number four? Who, is, who's number four? Oh, number, number four 
is the 1972 through 1974 Oakland Athletics, the team that did go to three straight and won three straight. I put them ahead of the 88-90 team for obvious reasons because they won three, and none of those were easy except for the last one. They beat the Cincinnati Reds, who got revenge in 1990. They beat them in seven games in 1972. They beat the New York Mets in seven games in 1973, and then they beat the L.A. Dodgers in 1974. Uh, but they beat them four games to one. So it was kind of interesting how the 88 through 90 team played out because two of the teams that lost to them in the 70s ended up exacting revenge on them um, almost in kind of reverse order uh, the way it happened. But um, I threw them in there because that was a crazy team that um, my dad, our father, always spoke about. And he that's what kind of helped me get into baseball because he would talk about how they won three straight. And I thought that was amazing. So I, I kept watching, hoping that I would see that again. And when I did, they only managed to get one out of it. They were 277 wins and 202 losses throughout that three-year stretch, winning 90 games or more each of those seasons. Or, or I think for the most part, let me uh, I can actually look that up live here with our fact-checking uh, tools specifically <laughs> exclusive to to the, to the, the top 11 podcast no, let's say the top yeah. <laughs> yeah they did so they won 94 the first season 90 the second and 98 in the last one so a really impressive win there although the 306 by the the, the later team was uh, was more impressive but that that's so those are my four teams so the 1975 golden state warriors the 1980 and 83 oakland raider championship teams the late 80s, early 90s A's, and then, of course, the infamous 70s bad boy athletics. Boom. All right, man, our lists are so different. <laughs> All right, so uh, number seven for me is the 1981 San Francisco 49ers. This was obviously the NFC Championship against the Dallas Cowboys, I actually talked about this on a Goldcast episode a couple weeks back. We had gone to three straight appearances in the 70s between 71 and 73 against the Dallas Cowboys and three straight times, two of those NFC championships, last one divisional round. But uh, we had gone to three straight and had lost. And the, what, the last one was in miserable fashion. We were like up by 21 points. It was an, in the fourth. It's ridiculous. But... The 49ers then, uh, led by Joe Montana and the great Bill Walsh, come back to defeat the Demon. For some reason, the 49ers always have to best a Demon. That's just what we do. We had to do that against the Cowboys in 81. Again, in the 90s, we had to do that. We had to do that again just now with the Seattle Seahawks. There's always... A beast that stands in front of the 49ers. It seems like the 49ers, in order to break through, must defeat some rival that's just had our number over and over and over again. And that's just, I don't know, that's just the 49ers way. And so the 1981, it kick-started the dynasty, and I thought that made sense to have it be the, the team to start this next chunk of teams. Number six, I put the 1977 Oakland Raiders that 13 and 1 record going 13 and 1 one shy of a perfect record in the 1970s NFL era was extremely impressive to me and so they are the sole Oakland Raiders was it team. though was it though you know 
any other team would be real. Just I just didn't feel like you were. You, you didn't sound sincere. There. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gone fourteen and zero, and I'd have been like, you know, good job, I guess. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'm, I'm gonna have a big question for you when you're done with this. Hold on. Go ahead. All right. The 1994 49ers are fifth on my list. Steve Young takes the monkey off his back. It's the final Super Bowl of the dynasty, and that roster was bananas, as we've mentioned in the previous uh, Top 11 Podcast, Greatest 49ers of All Time. We have some dis some discussions about that 1994 49ers roster. And my number four, my number four team, the best team of this. I, I, we do this in chunks, so now I see them each as a chunk. So I go 11 through 8. Who makes 11 through 8? And the number one team on the 11 through 8 list for me was the 2015 Golden State Warriors. And the number one, num the number four guy, but the number one on this list is the 2010 San Francisco Giants. The first title in San Francisco. The first title since the 49ers. The first team to bring a title to San Francisco since the 49ers. The first title in 50 years for that franchise. And really delivering what the 1989 uh, Giants could not deliver. Delivering what the 2002 San Francisco Giants could not deliver. And there was, there was another one in the 60s, but I, I didn't look it up. So I'm not going to... Candlestick Will Ray, you guys might be able to rattle that off like the like the, the back of your hand, but they're, the, but the, definitely the, the modern era Giants, those two titles, they finally deliver uh, Bruce Bochy, Tim Lincecum, Matt Cain. These guys really are kind of, uh, the, uh, obviously the mid-season arrival of Buster Posey really kind of cemented that, uh, that run, the Misfits crew. So my, my crew, once again, I go number seven, 1981 49ers. Number six, the 1977 Oakland Raiders. Number five, the 1994 San Francisco 49ers. And the 2010, number, number, number four, the 2010 San Francisco Giants. Head off before I go into the final three, my final three greatest Barry sports teams of all time. Candlestick Will, you said you had a question. Yeah, so you have the 1984 49ers, the 15-1 49ers on your list. And you have the 1976 Raiders on your list. Both teams lost one game. So how do you justify the Raiders higher than the Niners? Because I have higher Raiders, I have higher Niners teams. Got it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's why. I thought about that too. Well, because the only reason I even asked is because when you said that the Raiders only lost one game, I was like, wait a minute, your 84 Niners lost one game too. So I just didn't know if what the... They did. They did. That's why I put them, I put them in the first, like, I was like, all right. You know, I look at these almost like if we're looking at like um, like we're curating an album, right? And like so, so each each eleven through eight is its own album. Seven through four, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'll put the eighty four Niners. That'll be the first track of the Niners in this on this on this album list. I'll put them first. Uh, they defeat Dan Marino. They they get it's the best record in football up until that up until the Patriots. It was the best record. It was the the fifteen and one. They were the first team to win more regular season games than the Dolphins. But because I have other teams coming up, I was like, I will I will put the eighty four Niners in that list, and I will, I will give Oakland. It's I was like I was thinking about I we there are there are people who listen to this podcast for Warriors and Giants stuff that are diehard. Raiders fans. Some of them have been on the show, Candlestick Well, before you were even here. Shout outs to our boy Pete Zimmer. 
and uh, I was kind of thinking, I was like, I do there. I, I know for a fact there are Raiders people, there are East Bay people that listen to this podcast. And I thought since I pretty much didn't want to put any Raiders team on this, <laughs> I decided I would give them the sixth spot extremely begrudgingly because to get 13 and one in that era was really tough. And uh, they, 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 they had the one loss before the 49ers got the one loss. So that's why I put them ahead of it. But it was not without um, deep deep frustration that I, I gave that number six spot to the Oakland. No, I can, so. I can appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So here's, here's my uh, seven through four. So I've got the 1981 49ers, the 13 at seven at seven. Yes. <laughs> I have the 2010 through 2014 giants at number six, three, three championships dynasty in baseball which is actually super rare if you're not the yankees we've already talked about that on a previous podcast number five is the 1972 through 1976 oakland raiders 55 13 and 2 over that span they could have easily gone to five straight super bowls but they ran smack into the pittsburgh steelers three times and the miami dolphins uh one the one other time and uh was that the perfect season it was the season after 73 um Mm. so the season after they after the dolphins went undefeated they faced the raiders the next year in the playoffs and beat them so the one of the greatest teams ever assembled in miami um and the greatest dynasty in football history possibly in the steelers of the 70s kept the raiders out of four four of those five super bowls um, and then the one Super Bowl they did go to, we already talked about it. You guys have had the 76 Raiders on your list. Um, so I have that, that group of Raiders teams at number five. And then at number four, I've got the 1987 through 1990 49ers. I wanted to include the 87 season because of the uh, Minnesota Vikings upset that kept them out of the, uh, what, what easily could have been a Super Bowl run in 87, followed by back-to-back Super Bowls. Uh, in 88, 89, um, 88 and 89, and then what was a field goal away from a, a three-peat in 1990. Um, against the New York Giants. Against the oh! New York football Giants. The Niners in those four years went 51 and 12. Jesus. So the, the so those, um, j- just to give you an idea how highly I think of my top three, the that 72 through 76 Raiders, um, or so the just to go back again. So you got the thirteen and three forty ers the first championship in Bay Area um, football history at number seven. The Giants dynasty at number six. The Raiders era from the, in the seventies at number five, and then the Niners Montana Rice lot domination eighty seven through ninety at number four. There you go, and I think that. That number seven, 1981 49ers, is the first time any of us have the same team on the same spot, I think, on this entire list. Yeah, so far, huh? Yeah, I think so. All right, Raymond, honorable mentions before we get to your top three. I mentioned the 2006-2007 We Believe Team Warriors that beat the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who were the top seed that year. I think Dallas was 62-18, and 18, and I actually wa- I. I watched more Mavericks than I did Warriors that year because I, I thought Dallas with Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki were just so exciting to watch. And they had Nick Van Axel and they just, and Michael Finley. They had a, they had a really cool team 
that played really cool basketball that I hadn't seen quite before. So I mentioned, um, so I was surprised that the Warriors won, but I mentioned them because that was a pretty, pretty cool season for Warriors fans. And then I mentioned, Will, you actually had him in your list, the 1993 San Francisco Giants uh, for winning, winning over 100 games and not making the postseason buzz because of the way the format was set up that season, which really kind of, you know, it, it's one of those what ifs because they were uh, really, really good that year. And so it just didn't make any sense for a team to play that well and still not make the postseason. So I'm glad that they that it took something like that to to change the uh, the tournament format for major leagues, and of course, that uh, that history that that history changing occurrence, you know, belongs to the Giants. And then I also mentioned the 2000-2003 Oakland A's because I was still heavily watching baseball, in particular the A's at this time. They went to four playoff years. They went to the playoffs four times straight, and they got knocked out in the first round four times straight, and they got knocked out in five games four times straight. Uh, but they did win 100 games twice in that four-year span. They were just a really—the pitching on that team is what really kind of—I mean, I loved Tejada and Giambi and Eric Chavez and those guys too, but the big three was always the most exciting thing for me to watch because it was Zito, Mulder, and Hudson I thought were just phenomenal. And I'd watched them from the very beginning of their careers um, all the way up until the end. So that was a very exciting time for baseball, and I was always stoked. I was always hoping that they would get past the hump, but they, they couldn't. They were, they were kind of like a, a more short-lived version of the Atlanta Braves that actually was able to win a championship with their big three, but never more than one, which was always the, the kind of sad part about having you know, three big aces on your team for that long for that long a stretch of time nice and that was it just three i just had three teams i have i have six teams on on my honorable mentions the 1980 raiders because that's as far as you're getting on this list <laughs> the 2016 golden state warriors the 73 win team the 2002 giants our number four on my honorable mentions list, uh, obviously getting to the World Series, losing Game 7 to the, uh, I believe, the California Angels, which is a much better name than the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's the worst. Okay, number three, the 2012 49ers, the sole 49er team to deliver a Super Bowl loss to us. Backbreaker, very sad. The number two, 1989 Oakland A's, their one sole World Series in, in their three-stretch run that we've already discussed. The infamous Earthquake Series, lose, defeating uh, my wonderful Giants. And this is a fun, fun, fun fact. October 17th, which is when the earthquake occurred before the beginning of the game, that was also is the anniversary of my parents' wedding. So every year on October 17th, there's always usually something out there, some report talking about the Bay Area Earthquake Series. They touch on it somewhere, the October 17th. They'll touch on that or the earthquake. Both occurred on my brother Raymond and I's anniversary and my parents' anniversary, October 17th. So I always think of it as synonymous with the World Series, the earthquake, and my parents getting married. All three, one day. What a day. And then number one, number one, 
on my honorable mentions is the 1974 NBA Finals winning Golden State Warriors. That is the number one on that list. All right, Candlestick Will. So I'm giving shouts out to the 62 San Francisco Giants. Uh, got to the World Series, lost in Game 7 to the New York Yankees. Uh, Willie McCovey line drive that got caught. Had it been just a couple, couple feet higher, the Giants win the World Series in 1962. The 1987 through 89 San Francisco Giants, um, the 87 team finally getting to the playoffs, the 89 team finally getting to the World Series. Also, just quick shout-outs to the 97 Giants, the team of destiny, and then um, the, I don't know, it's, it's like the parallel of, uh, of yours, uh, Ray, with the 2000 to 2003 A's. I want to shout-out the 2000 to 2003 Giants. Um, I had the the Moneyball A's as well, but uh, the Giants were pretty good uh, in that era as well with uh, multiple MVPs with Bonds and Kent and uh, quite a few uh, good teams that got to uh, the playoffs uh, every year in that run. Uh, you, you mentioned the We Believe Warriors. I also want to shout out the Run TMC Warriors with Mullen, Richmond, and Hardaway. Nice. Uh, the nice. Nelson, Nelson teams were, were definitely worth uh, consideration. Uh, you guys already mentioned that, um, Ray, you already mentioned the 2011 through 2013 49ers. Um, this is a quick shout-out to the 2000 to 2002 Raiders um, with uh, the Gruden. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. The Gruden group that uh, lost uh, because Tom Brady fumbled um, <laughs> and, uh, and started that dynasty. Um, and then, uh, and then just a shout out to uh, all those playoff teams. Was that was that the Tuck Rule game? Yeah, that the, the infamous Tuck Rule game. Yeah, the the rule that was invented for just that one game. Or as Greg Papa says, Tuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Complete joke of the spirit of the rule and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we can talk about that in another podcast maybe. Um, and then shout out to the Sharks uh, for constantly, consistently making the playoffs nearly every year. Um, especially uh, shout out to the couple of uh, eight times they were eight seeds and beat one seeds um, back in the 90s. That was that was pretty epic, actually. Um, a lot of people that didn't care about hockey probably became diehard uh, Sharks fans after those series against the Red Wings and uh, Flames where they took down a one seed. So um, I'm not a big hockey guy, but hockey playoffs are always f- fun and exciting to watch. I always say this. I've said this many times. If the Sharks move to San Francisco, I'm all in, baby. I am. I am there. I am the most diehard homer. They just got to move north a little bit further. <laughs> I heard. I heard a live arena game of hockey is much more exciting than yeah. What you see on of TV. of the four sports, hockey is definitely the one that's best seen in, in person. Yeah, uh, for where, sure. Where, where it actually feels cold. And uh, you get to see how truly fast the, the players are, and and how hard it really is. Yeah, true. That's I've heard that many times. All right, Raymond. Top three. I am so intrigued because many of you have you said have said teams that I would have I suspected would be in your top three. So now I'm at a complete loss at who the top three teams are for anybody here. Well, my top three, and. You know, for the record, I I was watching both A's and Giants in the the Moneyball era. In case some comments come back to me as to why I was watching, why I mentioned the A's and not the Giants, I was watching the Giants back then. But the Giants got outside of the the 2002 World Series got handily. Did, A they didn't make the playoffs in 2001, 
and then in 2003 and 2000 they made it to the to the next round but um but just got uh spanked in those rounds or i'm sorry um or just got spanked in those first rounds three to one and so they're always out of it and so there's always like uh two more games or one more game i could watch with the a's so uh they just because they lasted a little bit longer um i tend to i did lean towards them a little bit there but and i was also kind of um a bonds uh, skeptic when the controversy came out it kind of rubbed me the wrong way especially when i found out some of my other former a's uh players were doing that stuff too and so i i i rubbed me the wrong way and i kind of lost respect for players but i've gotten over it since since over the years because it's just like whatever just let them do it now it's baseball it. <laughs> baseball is so synonymous with cheating it practically should be its own rule like che- cheating people have been cheating and been caught cheating in baseball forever, forever. Like real, like like the Astros thing. I'm like, this is just the latest controversy dating all the way back to the Black Sox. I mean, this sport and cheating, it is so synonymous with one another. I don't know why che- cheating is so strong with, with yeah, baseball. Pitchers, pitchers are infamous for that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many rules against pitchers uh, to prevent cheating because of how much cheating there was with you know, greasing the ball and doing all kinds of things to manipulate the ball so that batters, you know, it's already really difficult to hit the ball as it is, but you throw in cheating and it's just, it's, it's all, just, it's crazy. It's all money and competition, you know, point shaving, yeah. point shaving in the NBA, you know, back in the day and uh, the NFL with steroids was way more, way more rampant than, than even in baseball. You know, if there's, if there's competition and money on the line, there's people are going to try and cheat. Or there's, or yeah. or they're just going to find whatever way they can to win, and if it includes cheating, most people will look the other way. Totally. Yeah, for sure. So Raymond, what's well, yours? Well, my my big three. So my big three doesn't include any single season teams. It is all about dynasty, and that was the main criteria for the bot. It was the easiest category to 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 sum up for me. And number three, I have. The, and this might be different on your list. I'm almost, I almost guarantee it, it will be, maybe. I don't know. But I have the, the latest iteration of the Golden State Warriors, the 2015 to 2018 teams that went to five straight finals appearances, won three out of those five, and had a combined record of 322 wins and 88 losses. So, so crazy. A just insane dominance there. That stretch is crazy. I almost included the the previous three seasons, or the the previous seasons of playoffs under Mark Jackson, but I just wanted to stay within the championships. I thought that was more appropriate since that was what the other teams on my list had done. Number two on my list is the San Francisco Giants from 2010 to 2014. However, I excluded the two years that they didn't make it, and I'm just looking at the the winning seasons during that stretch. They were 274 and 212. And of course, they beat Texas, Detroit, and Kansas City. With the exception of Kansas City, the previous two were very dominant, and Casey being the very, you know, the very exciting wire nail biting win all the way to oh, the end. Oh, it's my favorite. This is my absolute. I love them all. It's but a great one. Oh, that one just because it, it, it was so hard. Yeah, it was torture. Torture baseball at its best. Mm-hmm. And number one, of course, I have the 1981 through 1994 San Francisco 49ers. Just the championship seasons. I didn't include all of those win those seasons, although there was a lot of wins in the in those uh, seasons. 
Although, well, actually, I take it back. I did inc- uh, the 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 records. The record I did include. They were 159 and 56 in that 14-year stretch, but they went to five championships and they won all five championships. And that's why I put them at number one because of all the appearances that they made, they never lost. And the Giants are at number two for a similar reason. They went to three and won all three, but the 49ers went to five of those and won all five within a 14-year stretch. I don't. I'm not sure when the uh, if the pa- it's I think better the than Patriots, the Patriots. It's better. Yeah, it's faster and better. Sooner, faster than the Patriots. Yeah, I think. I think they did. I think theirs was in seven, sixteen or seventeen right. years. And so and they I, lost I put, some in the middle. I put Golden State at number three because they lost two of those five. Had they won those two five, had they won all five of those, I would have probably put them. It would have been uh, you know a, a two way tie or a, a one and two between the Niners and the Warriors. I would, but that's that's my list. I would have put the Golden State Warriors at number one had they won the two. I would have done that. I, I think you would have been. It would have been undeniable. So here's my list at number three. This this list has been mentioned on several other people's. I'm surprised it was not higher. I put the 1972 to 1974 Oakland A's as the number three greatest Bay Area sports team of all time. It's almost impossible to win three World Series titles in a row. A's have been are the Yankees have the only other team to do it. So I had to put the Oakland A's at number three just for the achievement of how tough that is in baseball. Number two, I went with, so for this three, I forgot to explain this. I was going to say this in the beginning. I went with the dynasties, but I went with the actual back-to-back runs. Those were the, that to me made it very easy. I was like, the, the only, I think the only the only teams that deserve, that can be possible, and you know, I broke up, you know, you guys took whole eras of teams. I went for individual championship runs as being my one criteria. You know, if 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 all things being equal, the only thing I used was, did they win a title that, did this team win a title that year? And so I thought it was pretty easy. The only teams that would make the top three were the dynasties, the ones that actually won, not necessarily dynasties, but back-to-backs. And so the 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors, they go back-to-back with Kevin Durant. I mean, they just absolutely dominated. It was destruction. Had Kevin Durant stayed, this easily uh, would turn out to be Probably the greatest uh, run of any NBA uh, any NBA team ever. But having said that, the five was pretty insane and is still considered one of, if not the greatest run that a single team has made in the modern era of ba- basketball. But I put the 2016-2017 back-to-back Golden State Warriors as the second greatest Bay Area sports team of all time. And at number one, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. It's the 1988-89 San Francisco 49ers. The other back-to-back, this closes out the 80s dynasty for the 49ers. The last two, the last one, one by Walsh, the last two with Joe Montana as our quarterback. And um, the dominance displayed 1988. It's my favorite Super Bowl of all time. Super Bowl 23, the John Candy Drive. This is followed up in dominating fashion in 89 coming back again to win the final uh the final Super Bowl for 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 the for this particular run obviously and uh that's that basically that that kind of made it a no-brainer obviously in 89 we defeat 
the Denver Broncos. Handing that John Elway is absolutely dismantled by our defense. Those five interceptions, the defense, I think, really for me was the highlight of the Denver Bronco run. But 55 to 10 against the Broncos, they only scored 10 points. And again, destroying yet another famous quarterback that people on ESPN love to uh, to sometimes rewrite history and put ahead of. No Dan Marino, no John Elway. There's two at the top. I don't even like number one. There's Tom Brady and there's Joe. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. Those are the two. And everyone else, you're literally reinventing history to hot take it. And I think it's an insult to guys who have won at the highest level of all time. So those are my my top three were my back-to-backs. Oakland A's 72 to 74, Golden State Warriors 2016 to 2017, and then number one, San Francisco 49ers 1988 through 1989. Three, two, and two. So my top three, my number three is the 1984 49ers, the best 49er team of the five Super Bowls, in my opinion. 15 and one, absolute domination. We're told that their defense couldn't handle Marino and then they bitch slapped Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins and <laughs> just literally just you know the most talented group that they ever had um, 89 Niners were also pretty um, pretty incredible but the 84 team was was special and 15 and 1 is all, all the proof you need for that um, number two I have the 72 through 74 Oakland A's Ooh, we were so close. <laughs> to to three-peat like that in baseball, we talked about it with the Giants, you know, how, how rare dynasties are, uh, the 72 through 74 A's, not only sweeping um, or not only winning three straight, but also having to beat the Reds, who were a dynasty in, them, in and of themselves. So to beat the Reds head-on um, in that three-year run also is pretty impressive. And then because I haven't mentioned them, um, it, it – in any way, uh, shape, or form until now, it's pretty obvious that my number one is the Steve Kerr five-year run, Golden State Warriors 2015 through 2019. Not only um, complete domination, uh, the most wins in NBA history in any five-year stretch, um, three championships, the three years, the two years they didn't win, they won the most games in the history of the uh, sport. No team's ever won as many games combined, playoffs and uh, regular season, as they did when they won 73 games in the regular season and then 15 uh, games in the, uh, in the postseason. So they tied with the 72-win Bulls, who won 16 games, obviously, when they won the championship uh, that season for them. And then last year, losing in six to the Raptors, despite going down with both Durant and Klay Thompson, had both stayed healthy, um, I think the Warriors uh, beat the Raptors and win three straight. And then who knows what the team looks like at this point. But um, the Warriors, the last five years, are the best group of Bay Area teams I've ever seen in my lifetime. So um, they were an easy number one for me. Yeah, definitely when when you hold the criteria and in in that perspective, um, that domination and in, in that time period is is pretty remarkable. I'd say only to be matched by the five Super Bowl winning uh, 49ers, but uh, but they didn't go five straight, you know. But that's a I I, I don't I I see where you're coming from on that. Raymond, remind me of your number one one more time. The San Francisco 49ers from '81 to '94. The five, oh, championship the five championships, dynasty. the whole dynasty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, e- either one of those two. And, and my number one and number two are are 
the two back-to-backs that both those teams had, just in different orders. Um, so actually, funny how the, very similar at the end. Raymond, who was your who was your two and three again? I don't know why I'm running a blank on this. But we, the 2010-2014 Giants and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, pretty close. I so, almost put I almost put the A's in there because of the feet alone, but I, I think Bias wanted me to have San Francisco represented <laughs> in the three. I think that's I think that was the only reason why I kept them that, out. But it, I put them in four. But so the top it, it's the top four all dynasties. It's important at the at the, at the top eleven podcast we believe in bias. We encourage bias. And uh, <laughs> that's and why we, it's, and that's we a... also we also encourage honesty. So when, when we're biased it's always important that you share that you are because I think it's important when anyone makes a subjective list that you're able to defend it and if part of the defense is that you're biased because you love the team so much it's like well how can someone fault you for that yeah no, and exactly. I, didn't, I wasn't alive during the the 70s team so I didn't get to see it my our father saw it but I didn't get to see it so I just heard the stories and watched old footage so I didn't really get to experience it the same way I experienced the Giants you know year you know uh by 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 championship run that they had where it was every every other year so i but i experienced that completely so it obviously resonates with me much more than the 70s team although the 70s run is impressive for all the points that you guys both mentioned uh it's it's really really hard to win three straight in baseball and that's why only two teams have done it since uh since the 70s well yeah, i think if i was gonna oh, go ahead go go ahead can no, I was just going to say, because if I had done just single seasons, um, and this is the reason why I didn't, I probably would have stuck to just teams I'd seen, and so I wouldn't have included any of the teams from the 70s um, had I done that. But I also might have had the 2018 Warriors at number one, the 2017 Warriors at number two, and the 2016 Warriors at number three. Because, <laughs> because the, the, the two Kevin Durant championships, those teams were just so incredibly dominant. And the 73 win team, even though they didn't win, it, it was, I mean... I think it's you know, um, the John Saunders who, who passed away. When people would talk about the college football um, needing a playoff, he always mentioned that the one the one thing he loved about college football was that every single week was a championship level week. Because if you lost one game, you wouldn't be able to fit, play for the national championship. And so what he was always discouraging um, a playoff because you know if Alabama loses to anyone then they they have a chance to not be in the in the national championship and that and that makes every single saturday important and that 2016 warrior team as soon as they got on that win streak to start the season every single game became the most important game on the schedule um, for sports you know you had to warriors basketball for all 82 games that season was must see tv because of that 24 game win streak and and what and what that created um, and that phenomenon was just insane the the year that Steph had the the way Clay was playing um, Draymond as a defender and then just and the fact that that was it they were just those three guys and then a bunch of dudes you know it wasn't you know Iguodala was was obviously uh, a very good player but he wasn't playing at an all star level at that time you know Andrew Bogut was just a guy who could protect the rim and was a good passer. Harrison Barnes was too, was way too young to be a, a dominant player, so you had just a bunch of guys that just couldn't stop winning, and it just it was incredible to watch and made that just incredible to see. And now you know the, the way the team is now, it's like the regular season's in, irrelevant. Um, you know, I know the team this year is not isn't any good, but the next few years, even with Durant, 
the regular seasons just weren't didn't seem to have the same importance because it was like just wait till we get to the to May and June. Um, so there was yeah, something. They definitely started coasting a lot once Kevin Durant was on the team. They started well, coasting a lot once KD joined the team. They go in these just stretches. Well, and I think too, for. you know, after 2015, they win the first championship and. Then they go on that wins. Had they not, had they had they lost the second game of the season or the fifth game of the season, I don't think they pushed the the pedal the way they did in 2016, um, the same way. Except for the fact that every single commentator at some point in the 2015 season wanted to put an asterisk on that championship because of injuries to players in every round of the playoffs. So I think they Curry and Clay and Draymond went into that season saying, "Oh, oh yeah." An asterisk. We'll check this out. We're gonna win every game, and and they played like it. And it was I, I can't stress enough how amazing the regular season was. It was the only regular season in my lifetime where every game mattered. And you know, if if they had the same technology in the '80s, I'm sure the Showtime Lakers or the or you know the '80s Celtics would have felt the same way because it would have been like a rock or you know a rock show was in you know uh, was in town. You know, every night, um, but that wasn't the way we were able to consume sports in the '80s. You know, it was maybe once a week we'd see a game. You know, so even the '90s Bulls, as much as that was incredible, we didn't get the chance to see them play night in and night out. Um, so when they came into town, it was like, you know, here come the Beatles. But for the Warriors, I mean, the whole nation and the whole country or the whole world really could watch 82 games, and it was it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Totally. Totally, totally. So that's actually, you know, and, and kind of rounding it out. If I was to do eras, for sure, the Golden, the the Giants dynasty would have been its own number. But because I was kind of going individual seasons, that's actually why I put the 2010 Giants at number four, right as the 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 lead in to the to the to the three back to back teams that won multiple championships in a row. I put 2010 at number four for that reason. It was like, that's the closest I could get based on my personal criteria and how I was generating this list. That's why I actually have a, a team, you know, the 20, I lead off with the 2012 Giants. I come back at number nine with 2014 and then I dropped the 2010 at number four. So they really are kind of, I sprinkled those guys through there. And then, but I mean, I'm not just arbitrarily, I don't think any of us are. I don't want to, you guys think I'm just arbitrarily putting teams in just random numbers closing my eyes like i'm like okay where where does the where do these teams belong in this particular group of greatest barriers sports teams and i was like well the 2010 they lead off they're the first team to get the titles in san francisco so they deserve the number four spot they deserve the spot right before the top three for me based on my personal criteria so i had to put them at number four and i put you know obviously young's at five Steve Young's Niners at five, but then yeah, that that's you know I've already kind of gone over why I went through why I chose the teams I chose for for mine, but all good lists. Raymond, any final thoughts from you? Just said it was. Uh, I thought it was fun and it was challenging because I had to think about individual season performances as well as dynasty performances, so it was a little tricky in that regard. And yeah, because you, know, you did little... not have the criteria. You didn't have to win a championship to get on your list. You had a bunch of teams that hadn't won championships on the list. Yeah. So, and you know, I, to be honest, I didn't look past the seventies. I, I didn't look at sixties or fifties. I just felt like that was too deep where, you know, uh, where most of the people listening, you know, can probably r- relate to the seventies, but probably not past that. 
um, because, you know, uh, our family wasn't even, was just getting to San Francisco in the sixties. So, so there was just, there's just, and it's just a, such a far different era, especially between the sports. The sports have changed so much since then. So I think sticking with the seventies and on was kind of an easy one for me because I, I know what the significant, what significance has been accomplished by all of the Bay Area sports teams. So I think I was like, I, I had a feeling at one point I was missing like two or three spots and I was like, there's gotta be something else. And so made me dig a little bit and I was like, all right. I was like, well, uh, and that's why I gave the, the top spots, the top, the very top of the list, which I think are reserved for the teams that have accomplished less than the middle and the, the top three. I gave that to the teams who had le- at least gone to a championship or had some kind of significant run with a championship appearance. Uh, for the for that part yeah it's a really interesting list this was you know we had we had no rules which i think actually really spiced it up and you know as 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 the listeners are sitting listening i mean if you want to know what all the dominant bay area teams were you got them all (laughs) we 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 covered them somewhere somewhere the 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 best the best bay area sports teams of the last 40 years there are somewhere on this list you pretty i don't think we left anybody out I mean, even 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 Council Will dropping run TMC. I mean, like we got we got all the runs in. There's every everybody's represented. Well, and I think the whole point of this podcast and and what what I had envisioned what I had envisioned and then what we did with the the previous one with the greatest 49ers is when you make rules, you limit creativity, you limit people coming up with ideas that would you maybe you hadn't even thought of. And so if we had said no, it has to be single seasons then these lists would have been a little boring in some ways because it would have been, you know, three or four Niner teams, three or four Warrior teams in the you know, last few years. Right. Um, and then some of the teams that we mentioned, like, you know, some of the Raiders teams, some of the um, Giants teams, maybe barely get mentioned. You know, also for me, like in my, when, when I started going through this, the first thing I realized was, well, I have to have the 2016 Warriors on here somehow. So as soon as I did that, it opened up the door for teams like the 93 Giants that won 103 games, um, not just mentioning the 89, Giant, 89 A's, but also mentioning the fact that they went to the World Series three straight years. And so, you know, playoffs are, can be such a crapshoot. You know, it's like one of my um, honorable mention was the 2011 to 2013 49ers because they went to three straight NFC championship games. Um, so, and, you know, and then, you know, Kyle Williams fumble, if he doesn't fumble and they win that game, maybe they win that Super Bowl. So, you know, when, when teams were so close to a championship, you know, that group, you know, deserves to be, you know, looked at favorably and not just as, well, who won and who didn't. Cause if it was just, you know, who are the 11 best champions, that's a pretty boring list, you know? So, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it, and like, like I How said, dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> and so... <laughs> Well, no, and, and I'm not even slighting your, your list, Rudy. I'm, I'm amplifying the fact that you had every right to have a list of champions. Because totally, if, totally. I'm just teasing it, you, too. No, I, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like that's the beauty of this is that you could make the case that, no, if you didn't win a championship, then you didn't have uh, you know, one of the best seasons. Because one of the things that we've realized from all three of our lists is that the Bay Area has a ton of great eras and a ton of great talent. Um, over the last 35, 40 years. And, and that's what this, these lists did from the three of us is it really shined a light on how many good teams there were from all five of these teams. I'm, to be honest, yeah. like, there's not, you're absolutely right. Like, to piggyback, to yes and you on that, if, if you are the rare person, and there's not many of them, but if you are the rare person that roots for 
all five teams, you root for the 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 Niners, the Giants, the Warriors, the A's, and the Raiders. I mean, you're pretty much a pig in mud. I mean, there's always someone running for making a run at a championship. Every era, there's somebody, and and most times, someone's bringing you a ring. Well, and I think you know one one thing we could do on a future list is go by you know what's the best years in Bay Area history. And that way we have to cross check all six teams, you know, if you want to include the Sharks and be like, all right, what was the most dominant year, you know, where the most teams were in the playoffs, you know, because even like uh, Ray and I were both mentioning the 2000 through 2003 Giants. It's like both baseball teams were good in that era. Well, so were the Raiders from 2000 to 2002. They were in the playoffs every year. So it's like, you know, would, would one of those seasons be one of the best 11 seasons in Bay Area? Like, what was the best year to be a fan in the Bay Area? You know, the 70s were obviously amazing in Oakland, right? The A's, Warriors, and Raiders were all good in the 70s. So, you know, when, uh, you know, the, when the Niners and Giants weren't, so where do those fall in, like, the greatest Bay Area seasons, that kind of thing. So that, that could be another way of looking at these teams as a, a fun top 11 uh, topic. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I agree with that. That's actually a fun way to look at it. There's just so many different ways you can twist it and mess with it. So what say you, Goldcast Nation? Who are your top 11 Bay Area sports teams? What's the criteria? Does it, is, it, is, it, is it single season achievements, how I did it? Is it eras, the way Candlestick Will and Ray did it? Let us know. Go to youtube.com slash the Goldcast or go... Uh, I don't have our Twitter handle because you're the one in charge of that handle. Candlestick will tell them what the handle is one more time. They can go onto Twitter. Yeah, so it's just top eleven podcast, so top one one podcast. And well, as soon as this drops, I'll, I'll obviously share it um, on there. But um, by all means, please, I I, I have I, I'm sending I'm going to send out a tweet right now with uh, with my eleven through eight as a tease. Um, so feel free to share your top 11 on that, uh, on that tweet or any other tweet that you see. Excellent. Absolutely. Share it. Let us know who are your top 11 Bay area sports teams. And again, like, like as kind of will, the beauty is we don't put a criteria. There's it, obviously our bias against the Raiders played a heavy reasons why they only got honorable mentions or very rare mentions on this list. I know I'm probably going to get a text message from Pete Zimmer. Uh, a guy who's come on to the show before giving me crap about how little represented the Raiders were, but that's what they get. And because they're leaving again, so that I'll even throw that in as another knock against them. All right, folks. Uh, so concludes another edition of the Top 11 Podcast. I'm your host, Rudy Sousa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the first, baby. And our esteemed co-hosts. Candle, stick, will. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same. Well, I don't know what the, it, I can't say same because we, we're, we're rolling these out a little slowly at a time, but we'll be back soon with another great top 11 podcast. Ch- stay on to the Twitter handle. Candlestick Will is our, our main guy. He's the main, uh, he's our chief officer when it comes to the top 11 podcast and go to Twitter. Follow us on Twitter right there because that is where our lot of our top 11, our most of our top 11 discussion is happening. So you want to stay up to date as we begin to branch out, not only just from sports, but start going into other genres of pop culture and deciding what we think our top 11s of those are. So stay tuned and we'll be back actually a little bit later in the week 
with uh, more football on the Gold Cast. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. This is, this is the Gold Cast. 